1975 football team. On August 11, 1975, Pius X High School began its football practice for the coming season. In the four previous years, Pius had won three mythical Class B state football championships. On that sultry Monday morning in August of 1975, 41 young men assembled on the hardscrabble practice field east of the stadium. These young men had set for themselves a goal to become the first unbeaten, untied football team in the history of Pius X and be the first team to win the Class B State Football Championship Playoff Series. On Friday, November 14, 1975, they achieved that goal after a season so dominating that Vince Aldrich called them the finest bunch of young men I've ever coached and the standard by which all pious football teams will be measured. At this time, I'd like to invite the members of the 1975 football team to gather to my right, and then for team member Ron Coniglio to come to the stage to speak on behalf of the 1975 football team and their members. On behalf of the 75 team, I would first like to thank Pius X High School and the Hall of Fame Selection Committee for honoring us here today. On that day in August 1975, we all, <clears throat> we all arrived for that first morning's practice as reigning state champions having won that title before, the year before. But that championship in 1974 was not the foundation for our upcoming season. That foundation had been laid many years before. As junior high students, many of the members of the 75 team had come to Pius football games and watched the efforts of players like Jack Flaherty, Lynn Finney, Paul Nevels, and Mike Bohati. As sophomores, we watched the 73 team and the circus catches of John Magsman, the rifle arm of Jim Hammerski, the, feed, the, the, the field leadership of Tom Waite, and the fearlessness of Joe Millard punt returns. The foundation of the 75 team had been set by the tradition of the football program here at Pius dating back to the late 60s and before that. So as we walked toward the locker room that August morning with the red cinders of the old track crunching under our shoes, we knew that people had expectations of us for that fall season, though none higher than the ones we had set for ourselves to have a perfect, unbeaten, untied season culminating in the first state championship ever achieved through the playoff system. Down the steps we went, across the lower locker room, back up into the varsity locker room. And if you didn't have the opportunity to visit that room back in the 70s, it was dark, it was dank, lichens grew on the wall through the dripping water. The lockers themselves were most assuredly vintage. And on the walls on either side, painted in chalk or maybe paint, there were messages from past teams like, when in doubt, throw long, or when the going gets tough, the tough get out of town. Or my personal favorite, if you don't like the hill, crab it. It reminded us all of the ambiance of the old Boston Garden with its dead spots in the parquet floor, the dripping condensation from the ceiling, and the general feeling of someplace ancient. So much so that we nicknamed our locker room the Mushroom Garden. The team was returning seven offensive starters and six defensive starters. 
This core of returning starters was added to by ascending seniors on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. The defense was bolstered by a pair of juniors, and both units were backed by talented reserves in both those classes. And for the next three weeks, coaches Aldrich, Kelly, and Hughes installed offensive and defensive formations, as well as the offensive playbook and the defensive coverages and stunts. And they conditioned us, and they conditioned us, and they conditioned us. The first week was without contact, running plays, formations, and drills, but always ending practice at the hill. <coughs> In those days, at the north end of the home side of the Pius Stadium, there was a hill that led up to the flat area that we used as a practice field. It's now covered by the baseball diamond, and there's a very large retaining wall where the hill once stood. But in 1975, the hill loomed large in our daily practices. After two a day, two hour practices in the sweltering August sun with no rest periods and no access to water, we were led to the bottom of the hill. In ranks of six, we lined up seven deep. The whistle blew and up the hill we would run over and over again. We would run it forwards and sometimes we would even run it backwards. And there were times when the coach would call out for us to crab it. And bending at the waist, we would place our hands on the ground and scuttle up the hill like so many crabs. While running the hill after one particular practice, Coach Hughes yelled out, crab it backwards. <laughs> and each player on this team turned their backs to the hill, got down on all fours, and found a way to get themselves up that hill. It was clear to us that the coaching staff did not intend to lose any games because an opponent was better conditioned than we were. In fact, as the season wore on, it was clear that our conditioning gave us a definite edge over every team we played. And on August, Friday, September 6th, we headed to David City for the first game of our schedule, a schedule that Randy York of the Lincoln Journal Star called the toughest schedule in Class B. The opponent, David City Aquinas. On offense, all the starters were seniors. Paul Talumka at split end, Steve Warren at wingback, Tom Doggett, tailback, Jerry Kobza, fullback, Pat Fuller, quarterback, right tackle, Ron Rosberg, right guard, Jim Stefkovich, center, Gary Vaca, left guard, Lonnie Petrozilka, left tackle, Scott Kraus, tight end, Ron Coniglio. Aquinas came out all pumped up, shouting and jumping up and down after each offensive or defensive play. And that's the way it would go all season. Every team we would play would be sky high at the chance to knock Pius, the two-time defending state champion, off their throne. We, on the other hand, never pushed ourselves into the emotional stratosphere. We didn't need to. We were supremely confident in our abilities to execute whatever offensive play or defensive scheme that Vince or Coach Kelly called. So even though Aquinas jumped out to six to nothing lead in the first quarter, we continued to play our game and in the last four minutes and 54 seconds of the first half, scored 21 points. And in the second half, the defense limited Aquinas to 22 total yards if we won going away 26 to six, with most of the starters resting the second half, giving valuable repetitions to those talented reserves who always played at a level, a high level, while in any game that season. The following day, the Journal Star article covering the game said that Vince was especially pleased with his offensive and defensive lines. I think they can really beat people up once they get going, he said. And Vince said that for good reason, because for 1975, both lines were exceptional, averaging over six foot two inches in height 
200 pounds in weight and collectively running the 40 anywhere from 4.8 to 5 seconds. Those starting linemen went both ways. They were big, tall, fast, and very athletic. In August, if August, and the Aquinas game helped the coaching staff put into place the pieces of that team, then the York game was the crucible that forges, forged us into what we became that season. At the time, York was Class A. They, too, were fast and talented, with two defensive starters having already accepted scholarships to the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. Many folks who were in the stands that night still consider it one of the best high school football games they've ever seen. Billed as the preview to the state championship, York coach Tom McClellan said, playing pious means a lot to us. We think we could have played with the Lincoln schools last year. York jumped out to a 14 to nothing lead in the first quarter. We tied it by halftime. In, third, the, in the third quarter, York expanded their lead to 26 to 14. And with 10 minutes and 49 seconds left in the game, we took possession. After a short game on a 36 isolation, we huddled up and left tackle Scott Krause said, if we don't score two touchdowns, we can't win that championship. In sports, you sometimes hear about a team that can score at will or who can impose their will upon an opponent. That doesn't mean that you can score on every offensive drive because the ball doesn't always bounce your way. But what it does mean is that a great team can impose their will to win upon their opponent and score when they need to. And that's what the 75 team did that night in York. Scoring at the 8.52 mark and adding a two-point conversion, we then held York to a four and out. After taking possession at our own 37, we drove 63 yards in seven plays for the winning score and shut them down the rest of the way. Later, Coach McClellan told the journal, we just wore down in the final quarter and just couldn't suck it up. I'm guessing they didn't have a hill at York High School. <laughs> the next week was a drive all day to McCook, route them 39 to nothing with the starters sitting most of the second half, then driving well into the night all the way back to Lincoln. The following week was our first home game playing against Minden. We only had three home games all season. 70% of our wins came when we were away from Aldrich Field. We shut out Minden 39 to nothing also. Up next, Class A Beatrice, who was running the wishbone which they ran well in the first half, leading 21-13 by halftime. A defensive adjustment by Coach Kelly at halftime limited Beatrice to one first down in the third quarter, and twice we stuffed him on fourth down. By season's end, our defense was giving up just eight points a game. That unit, many of them two-way starters, were big, fast, athletic, players like Jim Bruckner, Mark Bruckner, Mark Cooper, Ken Yance. Then came number four rated holy name, Omaha Holy Name, we won 47 to six, followed by Council Bluffs St. Alberts, our homecoming, beating them 47 to 13. The last regular season game was at home against Omaha Cathedral, who went down 56 to six. Again, with Vince sitting as all, Vince sitting as starters for most of the second half, just as he'd done against St. Alberts. At the end of the regular season, we were upholding that winning tradition here at Pius, but we didn't do it alone. That tradition was supported by our parents, who encouraged us, who provided for us, and who cheered us on each Friday by the varsity cheerleaders and all the members of the pep club who hung locker signs and decorated the front doors of player homes, the drill team, the members of the pious marching band, and all those schoolmates who packed the stands to cheer, shout, and support us. We had now qualified for the first state football championship series ever held in Nebraska. Our initial opponent, was to be Hardington Cedar Catholic, a team that was allowing just 3.8 points per game. 
Their head coach, Dick Fitzgerald, said, Pius is kind of the epitome of high school football here in Nebraska, and we're really looking forward to see how we compare. The day before the game, in his article predicting the outcome, Randy York of the Journal Star said, the Bolts, who have so much confidence in their offense, they probably think they can score in the Big Eight. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but Cedar Catholic might not think so early Friday evening as Pius passes phase one en route to its third state championship, he said. As I mentioned earlier, we did have great confidence in our offense, and with good reason. Vince had such a wide array of offensive weapons to choose from. Tom Doggett had been a thousand-yard rusher in an all-city selection as a junior. Tom was an impressive blend of speed and power who never went down on initial contact. Steve Roran was a dual threat as a swift, elusive ball carrier and a very sure-handed receiver. And as Pat Fuller said, all I have to do is get the ball within five yards of Roran and he'll catch it. In addition to catching it, Steve could also throw the ball, which Vince used to great advantage on the 29 reverse pass where Steve would throw the ball to me. Pat Fuller was really a triple threat. Pat could throw any pass play call. He made excellent decisions running the option, and this may come as a surprise to some of his teammates here today, but Pat was also the Class B state punter that year. And Pat's leg was another great weapon for Vince to use. We defeated Hardington 35 to nothing with the offensive line paving the way with a 387-yard rushing performance. The defense held Hardington to 87 yards rushing. The championship game was set for November 14th against Waverly, who was giving up an average of nine points a contest. The game was played at Seacrest Field. In his state prep playoff pick article, Randy York said, of the four teams in and around Lincoln, Pius X, Waverly East High, and Omaha Westside, who were all playing for their respective championships, Pius, seeking its third straight Class B championship has the most awesome team while cutting down nine straight challengers. The Thunderbolts have averaged 39 points a game and, help, and have held their opponents to a nine-point average. That's a winning margin of 30 points. East High has been held to one touchdown twice this season and to two touchdowns on four occasions, he said. Having beaten East High as freshmen, <laughs> sophomores, and reserves, it has always remained the contention of the 75 team but if we'd have played East High that night, instead of Waverly, we'd have beat them too. <laughs> By the third quarter of the championship game, we were leading Waverly 29 to nothing. But the team wanted more. So when faced with a fourth and seven, Vince sent in the direction to punt. But we, the seniors on offense, decided to change the play. <laughs> Mind you, we had never practiced a fake punt all season. But because we had so much confidence in our ability to impose our will upon our opponents, that in a matter of a few seconds, we convinced Fuller to fake the punt, pass the ball out into the flat to me, and the play went for 37 yards. But the other part of that story is this. Yes, it was fourth and seven, but we were on our own 22-yard line. Now, there's confidence for you. We finished the drive with a 27-yard touchdown pass. Vince never mentioned our decision to go for it to any of us, but I'm sure he shook his head, looked at Coach Kelly, and smiled. The game ended at 27 to nothing, culminating in the state championship goal that we had set for ourselves. That's when the season began. During that first state championship playoff series, we averaged 31 points a game, giving up exactly zero points.
The following day, the journal article detailing the game, Vince was quoted as saying, I was finally able to tell these kids they're the finest bunch of young men I've ever had. In my 20s, Mr. Aldrich and I became fishing partners. We would travel down south of Denton to a set of farm ponds in search of largemouth bass. It will forever remain a surreal memory for me the day I turned off the highway onto Whitstruck Road to cover those last few miles to, to the ponds with Vince sitting beside me in my little red capri singing me and Julio down by the schoolyard <laughs> with Paul Simon on the radio and Vince, bless his heart, was trying to sing high harmony. <laughs> on one of those trips, he talked about the 75 team and how he considered it the standard by which he would measure all his teams before and after the 1975 season. And speaking on behalf of my teammates, we are humbled by his words. And now the team wants you to know we had fun. We had lots of fun. We learned how to work towards a common goal, endure deprivation and exertion, how to count on one another. We learned confidence. We learned grace and many a life's lesson. And we became friends. And those friendships continue till this day. So with that, I will close my remarks saying that for the members of the 1975 Class B State Football Championship team, life has presented us with many happy and joyous moments, as well as many trying and painful ones. However, that magical season 46 years ago, and this induction today, ranks among the former. And we want to thank you all for coming and sharing this very special honor with us.